turn to John chapter 8. We'll be uh, jumping around a little bit. So the main piece of scripture here that will be in John chapter 8, verse number 12. And uh, we've been looking at things that Jesus said, things that Jesus gave to us. And uh, I like um, some of these different stories that we have gone through and read the last few weeks. Uh, each guy that has brought a message, it's all been different and, and uh, great things that, that Jesus has said, Jesus has given to us. And so um, I want to look at something that Jesus told us to be tonight. And John chapter 8, verse 12 is a familiar verse. You guys have probably read it a few times. Um, but John eight twelve says this, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. If you mark in your Bible or underline or whatever, I want you to underline that last statement there. Uh, he shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Jump over to Matthew 5. Here is a commandment that we have. Matthew five fourteen says this, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. This next part says, let your light so shine before men. If you want to underline that, highlight that in your, in your Bible. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law of the pro- or the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. So we see here that Jesus is giving this. He sent this first piece of scripture that we read in John 8. He says that he is the light of the world. And you guys, if you've grown up in church at any amount of time, you've probably heard that. You've sung the song, uh, you know, in in Sunday school where it says, don't let Satan blow your candle out. Shine it so everybody can see it. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, Shine so everybody can see your light. Uh, Don't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. And we've sung that song and sung that song, and you've probably sung it a few times. And so here this first part, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And then later on down in Matthew 5, he says, ye are the light of the world. Talking about us. We are the light of the world. If you are a born-again, saved believer in Jesus Christ has come into your life, he says that I am the light, so we have that light. And he says that you are the light of the world, set on on a hill that cannot be hid. And people don't light a candle and, and hide it and put it under a bushel. They don't hide it and put it away. We use a candle for, to see where we're going. Many years ago, my family, we lived, in, um, we lived in Texas, Frisco, Texas. Anybody ever been to Frisco before? A couple of you. Hey, man, yeah, awesome. Great. Back in the time when we lived in Frisco, there was nothing there. There's nothing, uh, it, was, it was not growing at the time, and now it's a huge growing city. But uh, we were there, and my grandmother uh, came to visit us. We had just gotten to a new house. My dad had just taken over a church there. And so my grandmother came to visit us, and she was staying in my sister's room. And my sister, you know, um, my, she does not like any light when, when she sleeps. She likes it to be pitch black and dark. Um, and she could sleep. I mean, the rapture's going to take place, and she's going to still be in bed, more than likely. Um, hopefully not. Hopefully she's gone. But um, anyway, uh, so she, she likes the room completely dark. 
And so, uh, middle of the night, my grandmother is in, I'm going to say this without laughing, because every time I think about this story, it cracks me up. So, middle of the night, my little brother, uh, I have two younger brothers, Hudson, he's the one right under me, and then uh, Clint is the, the youngest. And so, um, they were making some noise and, and going crazy, and so my grandmother, uh, she, she got up to go check on them. Well, it was dark, it was dark in the house. We lived way out in the country, and so grandmother is trying to find her way through the, through the bathroom to get out into the hallway, and she's walking around and trying to figure out where to go, and she's stumbling. She doesn't know what's going to happen, and my sister had this little pink stool that she uh, used to get up on the counter and brush her teeth, wash her face and everything, and it was just that like perfect size that you would just happen to like stub your toe on it. And so grandmother, you know, she's, she's a grandmother. She's a little older, and uh, so she's stumbling around, walking through the bathroom, and she trips and, and falls and hits her toe on the corner of that thing, hits her toe, falls, and she breaks her toes. She broke like two of her toes and her little pinky toe. Anybody ever like hit your pinky toe on the side of a door? You just want to say praise Jesus when that happens, don't you? You're just like so glad for my salvation, amen? Ah, uh, it's great. And so grandmother hits her foot on the edge of the door, on the, on the, edge, of the, uh, on the edge of the little stool there, and, and breaks her, her little pinky toe. And she was screaming and hollering, and, and my mom's freaking out. You know, grandmother broke her hip. We don't know what's going on. She's hurting. She's going to die, you know, all that stuff. And she couldn't see. She didn't know where she was going. She was lost. She was stumbling around. She couldn't see what obstacles were in her way. She didn't know which path to take. She didn't know where to go because there was no light. How many of you have ever had a hard time? You've been trying to do something in the middle of the night or walking around and there was no light, pitch black dark, and you fell, you hurt yourself, you did something. You know what I'm talking about, okay? You've been there. Put yourself in my position. And so you see there that because there was no light, she couldn't see. Light is an essential part of our daily lives. How many of you, when the power goes out and you're walking around your house and it's dark time, you just, ran, you just go up to the th- switch and try to turn it on even though there's no power? Done that before. Raise your hand. Good. Every one of you have done that. Yeah, we go through and we walk around and we're so used to, maybe there's some candles going and we're walking and we flip a switch because we're so used to the, the light being there. It's a part of our everyday lives. Right now we have lights on and we're going to have lights off here in a second. Turn all them lights off. Turn them all off. It gets dark when there's no light. When all the lights go out and everything happens and the lights begin to go down and the lights go dim and it keeps on getting darker and now it's pitch black dark. Don't turn your lights on yet. And so now you can't see. If I were to walk off this stage right now, I, I really cannot see this stage. It's dark. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to see. I don't know what's ahead of me. I don't know what is happening. I don't know where I'm supposed to be going because there's no light. Because I can't see what's a- ahead of me. I can't see what is around me. And so each and every day, the world that we live in is is dark spiritually. You can turn the lights back on a little bit. The world is dark. We live in a dark world. Spiritually speaking, the, the world that we live in is, is full of sin. It's full of darkness. It's full of, of, of wickedness. And because of that, I, I believe that Jesus gave us this specific commandment to, to be light to shine. He compares us. He calls us salt and light. A few weeks ago, I talked with the Emerge class. We we're talking about being salt in our world and, and the purpose of salt, especially back in this time of, of day, was to preserve and to, to protect and to make what they had better and make it last. And that's how God commanded us to be with salt. And he commanded us to be light. 
And as Christians, we have to be light. We have to be what God has commanded us to do. God has given us very specific commandments. There are very specific things that God has told us to do. We don't have to wonder what God is saying here. He says this, ye are the light of the world. Don't, don't hide your light. Don't let your light be hidden in the world. He calls us the light of the world. And so we, if we are the light of the world, then we should be doing something with that light. The beginning part of that verse is that I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. John 8, 12, you don't have to turn there, but it says, Then Jesus speaking to them, I am the light of the world. And he followed, followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Second Corinthians 4 says, Therefore seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid... Here it is in verse 3. This is the whole thing I want you to read right here. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are what? And Jesus has commanded us to be light and to go into the world and spread our light. And if we don't do that, then the world is walking around lost. They're there, walking around lost, aimlessly walking around. And so he said, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. How do you think that's going to happen? How is the light going to shine to them, you and me? We are the light that is going to shine, for we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. And ourselves, your servants, that for Jesus' sake, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. See, when Christ lives in us, we become the light of the world because Christ is in us. Jesus said, I am the light of the world and ye are the light with me. If you have Jesus Christ in your life, you are the light. And Luke 8 says, no man, when he hath lighted a candle, covereth with a vessel, or put it under a bed, but he sitteth on a candlestick, that they which enter may see the light. Why is that important? Because the Bible says that no light needs to be hidden. Why so many times as Christians do we feel like we have to hide our light? I get embarrassed sometimes when I, I look at a lot of these other religions. We were down in Florida uh, at Christmas time, and it was me and my dad and my brothers. We went to the park and we were playing basketball. And we were down there, and it was hot in Florida in December, you know, like 85, something unheard of in this glorious land of Columbus. And it was hot, and we were playing basketball, and it was just a hot day. And we were out there just having fun playing basketball, and uh, a couple of Jehovah's Witness came up. They were riding their bike, and they were talking to everybody that they came in contact with. They were talking to all of them, talking and spreading and sharing their gospel. There was a little burger place that we used to eat at, and they were talking to every single person that sat there. And I, me and my dad and my brothers were sitting there, and my dad said, if they come over here, I'm going to talk to them. If you've met my dad, my dad gets super embarrassing when, when like, that happens. It's so embarrassing. It's like, all right, we're going to take our ball, and we're going to go this way. Uh, dad just, like, he just lets his light shine for sure. And so they come over and they're talking to us. And my dad starts off by saying, you know what? He said, I, I, I applaud you guys because y'all get out here and, and they're riding their bikes and they're going and they're telling everybody and they're doing everything. And he said, I applaud you guys for doing what you do. He said, but the problem is you're not spreading the truth. You're not telling the truth of what it is. But I remember him saying, 
you, you are outdoing us and you outdo a lot of, of Christians. You make, you make other religions look bad because of how you spread the gospel. How many of you have ever come in contact with a Jehovah's Witness? Raise your hand. Okay, that, my point exactly. They're everywhere. They go out. They tell every single person. And yet here we are as Christians and we're, we're scared to shine our light. We don't want people to know that we go to church on Sundays. We don't want people to know about our Easter drama. We're afraid about what this world is, is going to say if we invite them to church. We're afraid about what the world is going to uh, mock or make fun of us if we tell them about Jesus Christ. And yet you have people overseas that are getting their heads chopped off left and right and thrown into jail for the cause of Christ. And us as Christians in America can't even tell somebody. And we have the freedom And I think here when Jesus is telling us to be the light of the world, he knew that 2,000 some years later that we were probably going to struggle with this. I believe that. How many of you have ever had a thought, don't raise your hand, you've had a thought and you were going to tell somebody, maybe you were going to invite somebody to church or to a program we had and you thought, "Uh, maybe not, I'm just going to put that back in my pocket. You've done that. You said, I don't know if I want to tell anybody about this, I'm a little nervous, I don't want them to think I'm weirdo. That's what Jesus is saying here. Don't hide your light. No man, when he hath lit a candle, goes and hides it. If it's pitch black dark in your house and the power is knocked out, you don't say, let me go get a candle and I'm going to go light it. I'm going to stick it under my bed. Great spot. No. When there's a problem, when the power is out, when there's no light, you put that light, the biggest light that you got in the middle of somewhere. So why? So you can see where you're going. Jesus is has died on the cross for you and I. How many of you in here are saved? Raise your hand. You've accepted Jesus Christ into your life. You've called upon the name of Jesus and now the light of of Jesus lives inside of you. Then why aren't we sharing that light? Why do we hide our light? Why do we not let the world see our light? The light of Christ that lives in us. You don't have to raise your hand. How many of Jesus has done something good in your life? God has done something good in your life. Think uh, however many times you can think the many blessings that God has given to you. That right there is enough to share your light. Those things alone, pastor was talking this morning about all the blessings and all the things that God has given to us and all the great things that God has bestowed upon us. That's why we get up here and we share. That's why we do all these things. And that's why we send out mailers. And that's why we spend hours building. That's why we spend hours learning lines. That's why people are learning songs and doing all these things to shine the light of Christ. That's why we do them. We don't do them for our own fun. We don't just do them for, oh, let's put on a little show. That's not why we do this. We're not the downtown Columbus Theater. We don't do that for those reasons. We do that to shine the light of Christ through our community. I was in Walmart yesterday going through, and I was walking out, and the guy next to me said, man, it's so cold. Yesterday, it was, or Friday, it was 80 degrees, and it's 30, negative 30 degrees now, whatever it was yesterday. He was like, man, it's so cold. He said, I said, I know. I was in Florida in December. I, I just moved up here a few years ago. Every time I tell people that I have just moved up here, they always ask me this really great question, and they say, why? <laughs> every time. If I had a dime for every time somebody asked me why I moved here, I would be very wealthy. They do it every time, and, and they say, why? And you know what happens when they say that? You know what my response is? I'm a pastor down here at Fellowship Baptist Church. Oh, really? Yep, and I go invite them to church every single time. Every time. It's the easiest thing ever. Why did you move to Columbus? Well, let me tell you. 
I moved to Columbus because I'm down here at Fellowship Baptist Church. Oh, and by the way, it's Easter and we'd love to have you. By the way, it's this. By the way, we have this going on. And, and the, the, the guy said to me, he said, oh, y'all are the church that puts up those big banners. Yep, that's us. That's us. We're the church with the big banners, baby. That's it. I said, come see us at Easter time. He said, you know what? We might do that. I said, okay, good. Very simple. I think a lot of times we think Jesus has commanded me to shine my light, so I need to quit my job, and I need to shave my head, and I need to go and quit everything I do and just go tell people about Jesus every single second of every minute of the day. I think sometimes we do think that. We think, man, i got to quit everything that I'm doing, everything, and, and just go tell people about Jesus. Can I tell you something? I went to Walmart yesterday, and I hung up with my family, and I told somebody about our church, and I invited him to church and did that, and, 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 and it happens often. I didn't have to quit anything. I didn't have to give up anything. I was literally walking from Walmart to my car. I'm not saying that that's like the biggest, best way to shine your light, but I'm saying when Jesus Christ lives in you, you ought to have some kind of like urgency. You ought to want to shine your light a little bit. How many of you are like a pyro, pyrotechnic? Is that what you, how you say that? How many of you love fire? Let's go with that one. Jordan, raise your hand wherever you're at. I know Jordan loves fire, fire-breathing dragon. I love fire. I love it. It's so much fun. Gas, fire, go well together. It's great. <laughs> Y'all are like, oh, this Tyler guy. It's, it's fun to, to mess with fire and gasoline if you're careful with it. Careful. It's great. We like, you. listen, it's all right. It's okay. Just don't do it at home in your house. We, we like to do that. We like to play with the fire and we like everything. And I mean, you're a little kid, you just go stick your stick in the fire and let it burn and wave it around with the smoke in the air because it shut off some light and the darkness. Because it, would, it, was, it was fun to do that. And we let that, that same way, that same excitement should be the same excitement that we have to tell people about Jesus Christ. You see, some people change, I read this, it said, some people change their ways when they see the light, others only when they feel the heat. Some of you might have heard this story, it's not original, but it said, while maneuvers a battleship, lookout noted a light in the dark. It was a very foggy night. After noting the light's uh, coordinates, the captain recognized his ship was on a collision course with the other vessel. The captain instructed, signal to the ship that we are on a collision course and tell them to change their course 20 degrees. The captain signaled, I am a captain, uh, chained, or the return signal countered, advisable for you to change your course 20 degrees. The captain signaled back, I am a captain, change your course 20 degrees. The response was, I am second class, you'd better change your course 20 degrees. By this time, the captain was furious. His signal uh, quickly ordered, I'm a battleship, change your course 20 degrees. The reply came back, I'm a lighthouse, you make the call. <laughs> it's kind of, a, kind of a thing where you want to turn really quick, right? We must allow the light of Christ to be steadfast in our life. We have to constantly be shining. We have to shine where he says shine. And we have to go where he tells us to go. How would you like buying a flashlight? You went to the store and you bought a flashlight, right? And a, an emergency comes into play or whatever it is. And you look back on that flashlight and it says, this flashlight only works some of the times. And you needed that flashlight. So you're going camping. And you got this flashlight and it only worked a little bit, maybe here or there. How many of you would buy that flashlight? Why would you not buy that flashlight? Because it doesn't work. 
It's not shining light. It's not doing what it's supposed to do. You buy a flashlight and you want the light to shine every time you turn that sucker on. You want that thing to shine a light every time you need it. Why? Because that's its job. That's what it's supposed to do. A flashlight shines light. Christians, our job is to shine light. Our job as Christians is to follow what Jesus has told us to do and shine a light, to be a light to this world. He's given us so many things, but this is something that's so simple, to shine your light. In this world that we live in, we have to be so careful that we're politically correct on this and to not offend anybody, and we're afraid to let our light shine because of that. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, hey, the Christian life, once you get saved, it's going to be a life of just dandelions and roses. It's going to be the best thing ever. It's just going to be so sweet. You're never going to have a problem. You're never going to have a worry. It's just going to be the greatest thing. It's going to be so easy. You're never going to get persecuted. You're never going to get made fun of. And it doesn't say that. Nowhere in the scripture does it say that it's going to be a life of ease. We face persecution. We face times where it's hard to shine our light. But just because the times that we live in are hard does not mean that we stop shining our light. Doesn't mean that we just say, oh, well, it's hard. I'm not going to turn my light back on. Or it's just hard to live in this world today. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to do those things. Millions of people today live in the darkness of drugs and alcohol and immorality and gambling and lying and stealing and all these things. Why? Because they're living lives that are contrary to the word of God. They don't know. They're living in darkness. They don't know what's going on. They don't understand these things. And so it's so even more important that us as Christians shine our light so that people can see the light of Jesus. So that people can know that there is something better than those things. Man loves darkness because their deeds are evil. Why do most of the time when people commit crimes, they do it at nighttime? Because it's dark. They can't see, you can't see what's going on. Now there's some dumb ones that do it in the daytime and most of the time they get caught, right? Man loves darkness because they're hidden in the darkness. How many of you ever walked into a room before, hopefully not in your house, maybe somewhere nasty, I don't know. You walked into a room and you turn a light on and bugs were in the floor and they scurried to the edges, Anybody, am I the only one that's ever seen that before? <laughs> okay, okay, good. Some of you raise your hand. All right. They, they, don't, they, don't like the, they don't like the light. Roaches. These little nasty things. They scurry to the corners. They don't like the light. They run around. They like being in the darkness because it's hidden. It's dark. They're hidden by the dark. Flip over to John 3, 19. It says this, in this condemnation, that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. See, in our world today, right has become right, or right has become wrong, and wrong has become right. Why is this in, in our world? You know, I think a lot of times when we look back, it's so easy to blame things on other people. It's so easy to shift the blame in our world of all the things that are going wrong and all the things that happen and just Satan's just in this world. He's just a nasty little man. And I look at us and say, yeah, but does the Bible not say that Christ has conquered death, he's conquered hell, he's conquered the grave and the same power that defeated those things lives in us? And we get so defeated, I think, sometimes by the things that Satan has a, has a control of in, in this world that we forget that, that Jesus crushed death. Jesus crushed sin. 
He crushed the grave, and, and that same power that did that lives inside you and me. If you've asked the Lord into your life, you have that same power. That same, that same Jesus lives in you. And why is it that us as Christians are so scared to shine our light into darkness? We're so afraid as to what someone is going to think or say about us, and we don't want to offend anyone, and we don't want to do this, and we don't want to do that. Isaiah 5 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. See, the reason we see so much sin, I think, and evil in our life and spiritual darkness is because we're, we're afraid. We're afraid to shine our light. The world is in spiritual darkness, but for some reason as Christians, we want to be a part of that. We have the light. We have the things that Jesus has given us the power to. And yet as Christians, sometimes we're like, ah, just a little easier to be over here in the dark. And I'm not saying you're dabbling in wickedness and everything, but sometimes it's a little more convenient to just be in the dark. Sometimes it's a little more, more convenient to just hide your light. Why do you think that's in the scripture? A lot of times when I read the scripture, I think, why did Jesus tell us that when a man lights a candle, he doesn't go put it under his bed? Why? Because that's stupid. So as Christians, he must have known that this time, that us as Christians are going to live in this time and we're going to be tempted to hide our light. We're going to be tempted with, oh man, we don't want to get made fun of. I don't want anybody to see my light. I don't want, I don't want nobody to, to be scared of my light. I don't want nobody to confront me on being a Christian. I don't want to be about those things. You see, God has commanded us to live in the world, but not of the world. There's a difference there. He said, we're, we have to live in the world. There's nothing we can't do. We can't go wrap our house in bubble wrap and put it around and hope that Satan doesn't come in. We can't do that. It doesn't work that way. We have to be in the world, but we don't have to be of the world. And that's the difference here. We don't have to be of the world. When we let the world come in us, we don't know the difference between right and wrong. And our judgment gets cloudy and our decision making becomes messed up and our light becomes useless. This light over here. Unless it's turned on, it's useless. Right now, there's no light that's shining. Zero light. Nothing's happening. Zero, zero light in that thing. It's just there. It's plugged in. It has got the source. Y'all see where I'm going with this? Anybody here? Anybody awake? How many of you are awake still? Can I turn the lights back on? Okay. It's got power. It's got all that it needs. It's plugged in. It's ready to go. It's set. It's ready to happen. But it's, it's useless like this. This is one of the lights that we use to show in the play. And can you imagine if it was, I don't know who runs this, if, if they had the light on and they, they didn't turn it on, there was supposed to be a spotlight on something and that light didn't get turned on. And so well, it was plugged in. I, it, was, it was plugged in over there. I, didn't, I just didn't turn it on. Well, hello, Captain. Obvious here. It's got to be plugged in to work. It's got to be plugged in to do its job. It's got to be turned on to do its job. There's many things that got to happen. And you say, man, I'm on fire for Christ. I'm doing Christ. I'm plugged into Christ. And I'm obeying and I'm reading the Bible and I'm doing these things. But I'm, but I'm, I'm a light. You're worthless. It's useless. It's not doing its job. It's not doing what it is supposed to do. And today, there is a need for light. You see, light is a noun and it's a verb. It's something that we are, but it's also something that we are supposed to do and something we are supposed to be. We are not only to be the light, but we should also shine the light. See, this is a light. This is a light right here. But its job is to shine. 
Its job, turn the lights off. Its job is for this to be turned on and there to be a light that shines everywhere. I'm not going to shine it in your eyes. This, is, this, this thing is doing its job. Shut your eyes up there in the balcony. This, this, is, this is doing its job right now. All y'all teenagers, look at me. All this, this, it's doing its job. Right? It's doing what it's supposed to do. It's, light, it's shining. It's plugged in. It's turned on. It's ready to go. It's accomplishing what we need it to do right now. You see, us as Christians, a lot of times I think that we, we, we're, not, we're not plugged in. Or maybe we are plugged in and we're the light and God has given us the light and we have the light inside of us and here we are, but we're not shining. We're not doing what we have been called to do. You see, being a light and shining, it's not, excuse me, it is something that you choose to allow God to do through you. It is something that we allow God to do through us. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says this, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. See, we need to bring knowledge of Christ to a world that doesn't know him. That's our sole purpose here. Our time on this earth that God gives to us is to shine. There's an old song. I can't sing it because in my head I got choir songs going. It was an old song. It used to be on the radio. It was like, shine, I just know the tune. And electric guitar. It was sweet. I love that. What's the name of that song? Shine? <laughs> Get you some of that. Shine is the name of the song. It tells you all these things to shine and let your light so shine before men and to do all these things. And God, who is commanded the light to shine out of darkness that shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory in Christ, uh, of Christ, Jesus Christ. See, we need to bring knowledge of Christ to a world that doesn't know him. We bring light to a world that lives in darkness. How do we do that? By sharing, by telling, by sharing Jesus and lighting your world around you. You see, We've all gone through this, and I'm the first one. I use this illustration as myself. We first get saved, and we are just a, on fire for God. You remember the first time you got saved? Uh, the only time you got saved. <laughs> remember when you first got saved and how excited you were? Whether how old you were, young you were, don't matter. You were, you were pumped. And as it goes on, and as you, as you go through life, and as you continue going on, that, that newness sometimes wears off. Sometimes it loses its once power that was great. And we've all kind of probably, we've all fallen into this before where we've kind of just been down and we've been distraught and we don't know what to do and something happened in our life and we're not shining like we should be and we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing and all these things. And that wear, it wears off and we lose our passion and we lose what we were once excited about. That happens to us. And how do we keep from doing that? We have to become a reflection of Jesus Christ. What does it mean to reflect Christ? We reflect all the, all the great things. Jesus Christ shines into us and we reflect what he has done for us. How much greater could our impact be if we started being better mirrors of Jesus Christ? How much greater could we, we be doing if we became mirrors 
of Jesus Christ. That's what we're talking about, reflecting the light. He is the light. Can I tell you this? Our world is composed of our family, of our friends, of of acquaintances. And if all of us committed ourselves to bring part of our world that we have to church, we will shed the light of Christ into their lives. You see, I can't go and talk to every single person. I wish I could. I can't go to every single person in Columbus, Ohio. I can't go and, and be a part of at your work and at his work and at your work and your family. I, we can't do it. But God has given to each one of you the light of Jesus Christ. And you have that in, in, in your life. You have the opportunity to shed the light of Jesus Christ into their life. And if we let our opportunities pass, we're only given so many opportunities we're only given so many chances. We're only given so many, so many things, so many opportunities in life to, to witness and to be a blessing to others and to, do the, and to shed our light into the, into the world. We only have a, a certain amount of time, and I, if I think we, we knew how much time we really had, our, our light would shine a lot more often than it does. The times and the opportunities that we share Jesus would, would, would fly out of our souls you see, as we examine our world, we need to shed light into it. You guys all know the, the Great Commission tells us to go into where? All of the world. Baptizing them. Telling them about Jesus. Where are we going to begin to shed light into our world? People say, well, it's bad out there. The world's a scary place. The world that we live in is, is, is frightening. It's scary. It's, we don't know what's going to happen. Jesus took 12 disciples and they flipped the world upside down. He took 12 people. How many people are in here right now? A few? More than 12. I'm from the south, but I can, I can count more than 12. Jesus took 12 people, discipled them, told them what we were going to do. They reached people for Christ. That commission hasn't changed. That message hasn't changed. The Bible hasn't said, all right, well, it's 2017, and so um, people have, enough people have been reached, and y'all just sit there and don't tell, any people, tell anybody else about Jesus Christ. I, it's not in there. That commission is still the same. Go into the world, and teach and preach, and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has told us to be a light. How many of you have a, a phone or you brought a, 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 a candle or whatever you got? I don't care, whatever. Flashlight, turn, turn it on. If you have one, turn it on. You all have on your phone, shine it in the air, do something like we're in a concert. Wave it in the air like you just don't care, okay? You all have a light. If you don't have a light, sorry, maybe you need to get saved tonight. Come to the altar, it's open. I'm just kidding. You have a light and that light is, is shining now, everybody turn your light off. Uh, let me see somebody that I recognize. Is that Bert there? Turn, everybody turn your light off. Bert, just turn your one light on there. See, Bert's light, your light's still on, I can't see. Bert's light is shining. Can you turn the lights off? I want you to get this and we're done. See, Bert's light is shining, but it's pretty dark still. See what I'm getting to? His light is shining. Uh, who else is over here? 
uh, Bob, turn your, turn your light on. And Bob's, leave it on. And Bob's is shining too. It's good, but there's still darkness. If this lights weren't on, it would still, it'd still be dark. Leave them on. Uh, Jordan, where are you at? Turn your light on. Uh, Micah, Zach, Alex. There's some light over there. There's lights, but it's still dark. See what I'm getting to? If only a few have their light on, there's still a lot of darkness. If only a few are shining, and this scripture doesn't say, all right, a few of you that get saved, uh, shine your light, and the rest of you don't turn your light on. The rest of you, you go hide it under a bushel. It doesn't say that, right? Help me. It doesn't say to do that. It says that if you have the light of Jesus in your life, to shine that light, everybody turn your light on. The light of Jesus to shine your light. There's a whole lot, look at all the light. Look at everything. Some of them you don't, some of you got phones, put it in the air. There's, there's lights. There's a whole lot brighter when everybody's light shines. A whole lot more could get done. If it was pitch black dark in here and we couldn't see and there was no lights and we had to get out of here and, and we had everybody's light on, we could get a lot more and see a lot more when everybody's lights on. So here's the thing that I want to give to you this week. Turn your lights off. Simon says, you have to shine. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a question. It's not, it's not a, uh, hopefully you turn your light on. Hopefully you shine. It's not a suggestion. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. It's not a suggestion. Hey, hey, born again believer, if you want to, if you could ever be so, so kind to shine your light in this world, that'd be so great of you as a Christian. Jesus didn't say, hey, if you want to turn your light on, if you want to shine, turn it on. The commandment was, shine your light. The commandment was, if you have been saved, if you have the light of Jesus in your life, so you can't shine something that you don't have. You you can't shine a light if you ain't got no light. And so Jesus, that's that's the first thing. That's the first and most important thing. But if, if you have called upon the name of the Lord and, and, and realized you were a sinner and asked Jesus Christ into your life, he says to shine your light. It's not a suggestion, it's a commandment. When, when growing up, when your mom and dad, in my household, this is how it was, when my dad told me to do something, it wasn't a suggestion. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> There's a paddle that, that says otherwise. It wasn't a suggestion. My dad said, hey, go take out the trash. It wasn't a, hey, Tyler, when you get time to go do it, take the trash out. That meant, when dad said it was time to take out the trash, that meant whatever I was doing, whatever was happening, dad, I'm in the middle of a video game. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't a suggestion. It was a commandment. It was go take out the trash. It was go do this. You stopped whatever you're doing and you did that thing. Jesus Christ, I want you to listen to me. I'm done. Jesus Christ has given you a commandment. He has told us to go shine a light. He has told us to be a light in this world. Thank you. He has told us to do these things. It is the commission and it hasn't changed. It will always be. How do we light our world? You can't share, again, what you don't have. I can only tell people about something if I know about it. I can't tell you 
about something that I have no experience with. But let me tell you something. Each and every one of us have been in church. We have been here. We have the light of Jesus living in us. And if you can't tell something, somebody about, about Jesus Christ, then, then we got to get it fixed. Because Jesus has commanded us to be light. And if we're not being light, we're, we're not doing what he has told us to do. We spread light by, light, by, by, by spreading the light of Jesus in our world. By making sure we are reflecting what we already have. I'm done. I want to give you this thought. As you go into your world, there's going to be some days and we go out and, and we have days that we just don't feel like shining. And you don't feel like doing it. You don't feel like being a, being a Christian today. You don't feel like it. You don't feel like shining your light. You don't feel like telling people about it. You don't feel like doing these things. And maybe you're discouraged and you're, and you're down and you're upset. And this morning, we, the beginning of this, and Pastor talked about all the blessings and all the great things that, that God has done in our lives. All the things that God has given us to rejoice and to share and to spread and to do, just like we're doing this, this drama. Or t- we want to tell people about Jesus. We want to tell people about Christ. We want to shine our light. No matter what circumstance, no matter what situation, no matter how you may be feeling, God has still commanded us to be light. God has still told us to tell everybody that we can come in contact with about his son Jesus. And some of you are sitting right there thinking, I got family members and I got this and I got people that aren't saved and I got these things. Are you being light to them? Are you, are you being the light that you should be? Are you telling them and you're showing them and you're, are, you, are you teaching them and letting them see that, that you are the light of the world? We have Easter coming up and I'm gonna put a plug in because I wanna have the best Easter we've ever had. We can't, we can't do it alone without you. We can't fill this building without you. There won't be lost people in this building without you doing something, whatever it is. And we have a great opportunity to be a huge light to this community. We have a huge opportunity to spread light into Columbus, Ohio. But we can't do it if my light's shining and pastor's light's shining and Dave's light's shining, which is very dim. (laughs) And Richard's light's shining and Michael's light and Chris and We can't do it. And it's so important that you guys are shining with us. That you guys are shining your light just as bright as we can shine ours. Something that God has commanded us to do. People think we're crazy. We do all this stuff. God's commanded us to shine a light, and so we're going to shine it. And we need you to shine it with us. We need you to shine your light. We need you to do what God has told you to do and he's told us to do to accomplish what God has given us to do. That commission still is, and it never will change. For as long as there's human beings living on this earth, it's still gonna be to preach and teach and to tell people about Jesus Christ and to go into the world and to teach and preach and tell people about Jesus Christ and to teach and preach and go into the world and tell people about Jesus Christ. Why do we go on missions trips to be light? Why do we send people? Why do we raise this money? Why do we do all these things to go halfway across the world to, to be light? To tell people, to tell little boys and girls about Jesus Christ? to tell people that are gonna die and spend eternity somewhere. Why do we do that? To shine light, to do what God commands us to do. I wanna pray. 
want you to bow your head and close your eyes with me. And I, we say this every Sunday. I, I want to say it. I don't want to just pray up here by myself. I, I, I want you to pray. Maybe some of you are struggling being light. Maybe some of you are struggling shining. Maybe some of you are scared. Maybe you don't know what to do. Simple thing that we said tonight, shining our light, telling people about others, telling people about Jesus Christ, telling people about the things that God has done for you. It doesn't have to be a bunch of made-up stories. It doesn't have to be a bunch of just nonsense. Telling people about how Jesus Christ has worked in your life, shining your light, spreading your light. You see, if it was important enough to be put in the Bible, then I think it's important enough for us to do. We've talked about this series going through and Jesus saying different things. And Jesus said, what? And Jesus said, when you come across in your, in your Bible the, the red letters that Jesus spoke, things that Jesus said, those are things that are important. They're there in red for us to say, okay, hey, this is, this is important. This is something that Jesus spoke. This is something that Jesus gave to us. So maybe I should pay a little more attention to this and, and, and put this in my mind. When Jesus commands us to do something, when Jesus tells us to do something, we should do it. As Christians, we, we should obey and follow what God has commanded us to do. Sometimes it may be hard, sometimes it may, may be difficult, but that doesn't mean that we don't do it. And so I want to pray, and I want you to pray at your seat, that wherever you're at on a scale of 1 to 10 of your light being a 1 to nothing and a 10 being as bright as it can be, that God will continue to help you. Let's say that right now you were just on fire for God, and you're, you're, you're plugged into the power source, and you're a light, and your light is turned on, and you are, you're shining bright, and you're there. You say, Pastor Tyler, I'm doing great. I'm going on, and I'm doing all these things, and I'm, everything's going great. There may be a time where there might be a bump in the road, and you're, you might feel like not, like not shining. I'm going to tell you something. You've got to keep shining. You've got to keep doing it. You've got to keep following. You've got to keep praying. You've got to keep trusting. You've got to keep obeying. And maybe you're, you're a one tonight. On your, on your scale of, of shining. You say, Pastor, I just don't, I'm just, I'm just struggling. It's really easy to shine when you start thinking about all the great things that God has done for you. It's really easy to, to be excited about the things that God is doing in your life whenever you bring them back up and you remember them and you think and you, you focus on those things that God has done. 